This is Bucks Breakfast. Let's take a closer look then at today's front pages. Uh, Jonathan, what's caught your eye this morning? One face over most of the papers this morning, and that face is the artist formerly known as Captain James T. Kirk. Uh, William Shatner did finally get to go into space yesterday, only, what is it, 50 years after he spent uh, all those years being Captain Kirk, and he's finally made it. He has now officially become the oldest person ever to go into space. And I wonder whether that's why Jeff Bezos invited him. Mm. Um, to not not for publicity, although that's obviously going to be a factor, but also to make the point that um, space travel could conceivably be for everybody and you don't have to be a fully trained former fighter pilot and, uh, and gone through all the astronaut training to make the trip into space. I mean, flying the thing obviously is a different matter, but just to go, to be a passenger, anybody could do it, even if you're 90. Yeah. But all the papers, well, all the papers that have featured him, and there's quite a few, have indulged in the opportunity for puns. <laughs> so, The Express stars Trek. The Guardian to Oldly Go, rather like mm. that one. The Mail did it slightly differently. Uh, William Shatner Oldly Went. Uh, the Metro, Star Trekking. And The Star, Beam Me Up, Bezos. <laughs> I like that one. Very good. He had um, just two days training, apparently. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, all he's doing really is sitting there. It's just the the um, stress of the takeoff, I guess, is the the bit that you have to prepare for. Yeah. And how do you prepare for it apart from just making sure you're fit? I don't know actually how the G forces in taking off in a rocket compare to driving a drag racer, um, because they have very Ooh. high um, G forces as well, and that might be one way to uh, yeah. to test it out. Um, okay, well, I am going to take us to the Daily Mirror first this morning, only because it's the first one on my list, but many papers with the same story, and it's a rush to save Christmas. Um, and uh, it's not just about toys, although I have to say a million elf-on-the-shelf toys have reportedly not left China. Um, but Apple can't get iPhone computer chips because of global supply issues. And then on the food front... <laughs> There are people on social media complaining that all the upmarket uh, delivery service, uh, the Christmas delivery slots, have all been booked up in advance. You know, that's only one part of the problem. If you've got a delivery slot, how do you know you're going to get your turkey? They might turn mm. up and say, here's a, here's a can of milk rice pudding. <laughs> As a substitution, yeah. acceptable substitute. Yes, yeah. well, that, that's a fair point because that does happen, doesn't it? But how long does it take? How long does it take for a shipping container to get from China to the UK? That's a question that I'd like. Several to... weeks, I would think. Yeah, yeah. But the the problem, as I understand it, is not uh, getting the things from China. It's getting them off the ships at yes. this end and then distributing it all around the country, yes. isn't it? Uh, and it's, um, it's interesting. I can't be the only person to have thought this. Reading all these headlines about uh, get your skates on for a happy Christmas. Nobody is saying panic buying. No. But... The, the, the phrase is sort of hovering under the surface, isn't it? So are we going to see uh, a massive shortage and huge queues for elf-on-the-shelf toys? 
I wonder. Very possibly. I have to say the chief, I'm sure, sure it was the chief executive of the entertainer, a fine local company. was Gary all, Grant. Yep. Yes, he was all over the news uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, and he was saying that uh, the, the prices are going to be impacted as well. He took the example of a, a, a toy made in China. Um, it retails at 15 quid and it used to cost 70p a unit to ship it from China. It's currently costing £7 a unit. Mm, So that's another thing that's going to impact uh, this season. Yes, one wonders why. Do do you sort of pay extra to have your container unloaded first? I've no idea. No idea. Do they have a first-class service for containers with valuable things in? Mm, Good question, and I have no idea of the answer. (laughs) We better move on then, hadn't we? Uh, to um, the Northern Ireland trade offer, which the FT have gone big on because it's exactly their sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. This is why you buy the FT, is to get financial news. And uh, they focused on the financial aspect of it rather than the political aspect of it. But of course, the two are so um, so closely entwined. Uh, they're quoting Brussels as saying, this is the final package. In other words, take this or leave it. Mm. And there's no indication from anybody as to whether Britain is going to take it or leave it. But the bit I like best in the uh, the FT article is uh, in the third column. It's over halfway through. And it starts a new paragraph by saying, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, will now... Fa- as if anybody didn't know who Boris Johnson is, <laughs> particularly FT readers. I think one half of that little phrase is redundant. You could either call him the Prime Minister or mm. call him Boris Johnson, mm. but you don't really need both. Are, are they just um, giving this sort of impression of, of being slightly fuddy-duddy and who are the Rolling Stones anyway <laughs> sort of thing? Very possibly. i tell you what, I spotted something else in the FT this morning. It's up in the top left-hand corner, and it's about personal shopping. Um, and, uh, you know, we know that retail has been hit really hard, but they're saying inside on page 23 that stores must now buy in to the Generation Z love of the experience. Um, now, personal shopping used to be reserved for people with very deep pockets um, going into very swanky department stores like Harvey Nicks and so on, and you'd get your personal shopper and you'd say, well, I've got this very swish do to go to, and the personal shopper would help you select uh, an outfit and they'd bring all the stuff to the changing rooms, and it was, it's a very, very personal service. And uh, wouldn't it be fantastic if more people were able to access a service like this in the high street i think it would really bring people back to the high street um i mean in my experience you know i'll try something on i'll say to the sales assistant how does this look and she goes oh yeah it looks great it looks great because of course she's on commission whereas you know (laughs) she just wants you out of the way so that she can deal with the next customer well and she just wants me to buy the item um whereas with a personal shopper you know you pay for the service of the personal shopper and they will give you a a a proper realistic opinion and they will help you look fabulous so I think that's a really interesting one for the FT this morning and uh, let's hope it all comes to pass Mm, can't see it happening in Primark no no Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where are we going next? Moving on to celebrity, and I'm using that uh, phrase in inverted commas because uh, a couple of the um, tabloid papers have got 
pictures, large pictures of people who I have never heard of. Mm. Now, you can point at me and say, yes, but you're not the, the target market for this. And you're absolutely right. And you can also point at me and say, come on, get in with the real world, get down with the kids in it. And, and so on. And I've given myself away just by saying that, haven't I? But on the front of the Metro, um, Dakota and Jesse hit the red carpet for film premiere. I have no idea who either of those young ladies is. And um, elsewhere, uh, on the sun, crumb off it, Shell's secret is out. Exclusive, see page three. That's our Cheryl. Who? That's our Cheryl. Cheryl, oh, I don't know. She was married to a footballer. That's all I know. Is it? Mm. Oh, it says Shell, as in probably short for Michelle. I don't know. But anyway, um, that you've just proved, Pippa, that um, you have as much idea of who Shell is as I do, i.e., none at all. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're actually. I am. I am doubting myself now. <laughs> I am out of touch. I know that. <laughs> I admit it. I am proud of it. But <laughs> do you know who Robert um, Robert Webb is? Only by association with David Mitchell. Oh, good. Okay, so you're halfway there. And that there. was a few years ago, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was, yeah. And, uh, you know, really sad for him that he's had to quit um, Strictly Come Dancing this year. What I didn't know was that he'd had heart surgery a mm. couple of years ago. Um, and I think he's feeling the toll and the, a few symptoms have been creeping in. And so he's had to retire early from Strictly, which is a, a terrible shame for him. Yes, but from the point of view, from the television point of view, and this very sort of blinkered, skewed point of view, uh, I can relate it to many years ago working on the very first series of um, uh, completely untried television format called MasterChef. I don't know what happened to that. Um, But uh, one of the contestants in this sort of time trial just completely failed to be anything like finished in time. Mm. And as the director said, that's such a shame for him, but it's great television. Yes. And um, the, the two are not at all the same. That, um, yes, um, Robert Webb has quit Strictly, and that's such a shame because of the reason he's had to do it. But it's great story, isn't it? Mm. Got Strictly on the front pages. On yes, quite a few, exactly. On quite a few of the front pages. Um, the Daily Mail are making a claim this morning. They claim their campaign triumph, GPs, the new face-to-face revolution. Uh, there'll be league tables to shame doctors who won't see patients. Um, £250 million to help GPs, but hit squads for those that fail. Uh, yes, so, uh, and, and withdrawal of that, their share of that £250 million for um, things that fail. So this has got, to my cynical mind, has got nothing to do with improving the service that GPs give. This is the government trying to control GPs. Yes, very possibly, very possibly. Uh, time for a quick last one from you then. Well, the star, as so often, and it's actually not one of the, the bits on the side, although they've got uh, William Shatner, um, but uh, they've got a picture of Paul McCartney in the 60s and Mick Jagger, I think probably in the 70s. Hey, feud. You've got to be a certain age to get that headline, really, haven't you? you and have. uh, then there's another one in the subheadline Macca and Jagger still can't just let it be. Oh. Yes, I I know. And apparently Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger are still arguing about who was the better band. Okay. After all these years. (laughs) Does anybody care? No, not really. And those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir. This is Bucks Breakfast.